Hi, we are doing a quick segment about Dark Mouse, The Climb and Other Tales, a project currently on Kickstarter that is going to end on May 5th. It is a wonderful story created by Nathaniel Osoyo, and he's poured a lot of love into this book. It is Dark Mouse, The Climb and Other Tales on Kickstarter. It's also under projects we love on Kickstarter, so usually on the front of the Kickstarter page. Congratulations to Nathaniel. Hello, all you sexy listeners. We have a huge announcement. For the first time ever, all the hosts of Yes, a Stripper podcast will be doing a live show on May 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts will be doing performances, there will be guest interviews, and you'll get to ask questions live on the air with our hosts. Tickets are donation-based, and you can find them on yesastripperpodcast.com. Please join us for the first ever All Hopra's Extravaganza. I know you can't answer, but we're just going to hope y'all are good. We're going to hope y'all are good. Y'all are good. Y'all are blessed. Yes. This is Corey and Judith of Tinseltown Tea, episode 105. Jeez. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Yes. Y'all know what it is. We don't got to explain ourselves every time. I mean, (laughs) if you you don't know, then catch up with another episode and see what's going on. But uh, we're going to start with our Would You Rather. That's right. And get right into it. Yeah. Let's go. So I got this straight from the internet. Sometimes I get creative, but um, my brain was like, no. No need to reinvent. (laughs) No girl, Mm -mm. it's fine. It's not working. Um, And I thought this was interesting. So, would you rather listen to one song for the rest of your life, or never be allowed to listen to the same song twice? Ooh, both of those sound like hell. Yeah. So that is what hell is like. Mm-hmm. Mm, so would you listen to one song or never be allowed to listen to the, Ugh. Oh, Because I'm the type, I choose a song at the top of the week and yes. I listen to that shit all and week. And that's like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I listen jam. to all week. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. But then I only listen to one song. Right. And so you just, you could just go never. through so many songs and it's like. Twice. Okay. Just because I can't listen to this one Over, song. Yeah. There are some amazing songs but after a while it's like that one song for yeah never never, yeah i think i just ripped my ears off yeah but if you rip your ears off can you still hear Mm. Mm. you gotta go (laughs) go deep in there Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. i'll have to yeah yeah i agree with you i think not never be allowed to listen to the same song twice which would kind of be hard but at least like i feel like my um archive of music would be much bigger yeah, you, you know have, you have fire playlists yes and range you know now i would only listen to motherfuckers once but you know right. it's like, like damn we cherish you right three minutes i'm never gonna hear your ass again dang that was yeah. good too yeah either way that would be the less sucky of the two yeah be playing long songs mm-hmm. <laughs> put on um frank ocean pyramid yeah <laughs> Like, no, let me get into Mozart because he was right. on that piano for a long time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we'll put us some jazz. Okay. 
Shoot. And had that bitch in there for a whole hour. Shoot. Okay. Okay. Never have to listen to you again. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. That was a like good that. one. Yeah. That was still a good one. Good Thank job. You, you always kill them. Thank you. Get <laughs> you, girl. Okay. So getting into our know better, do better. That's right. That's right. Very simple one mm-hmm. today. Always say what you want. Yeah. And this is just with life too. Yeah. And voice your goals because you never know who can help you. That's true. So a lot of people be, you know, scared. Yeah. They be real scared. I get it, girl. I get it. But don't be scared. Yeah. We don't do that. We don't live in fear and limitation. That's facts. That's not what we do. Yeah. So, you know, you got to say what it is that you want and where it is you're trying to go because you literally never know. This is true. The one thing that comes to mind was when we had Brittany Nichols on the show. Yes. Shout out to her. Go off. Shout out to her on Ash Elementary, which is. Big team. Shouldn't try to be a writer, and then somebody there would be like, Oh, I can connect yep. to this person, connect to that person. So, yep. yeah, always voice your goals. People used to say that to me when I was growing up. Yeah, so it's 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 good advice, yeah, I think. especially no, I in this you. biz. You always got to be like, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, yeah, because you never know. Yeah, that's very true, and not being afraid because this, this industry can feel like a big, like someone's gonna take your idea type of thing, mm-hmm. or they're gonna be not as helpful as you think they will be but sometimes like it's just about aligning your timing with your skills and just putting it out there and see what happens and not being afraid so and also like speaking what you want you know into existence right so you gotta do it you got you can't let fear stop you do it through the fear that's what i do child Mm. anxiety ridden and all (laughs) shaking in my voice and all like oh i'm terrified but i guess i gotta do it right (laughs) it's the only way we grow friends facts if not, you just staying stagnant. Who wants that? Yeah, that's no, mm. that's not Mm-mm. what we're here for. No, so, ma'am. yeah, no, ma'am. Come on with the no better, do better. I had to get them together real quick <laughs> on this Saturday morning. If you didn't get nobody else together, you got me together. Like, all right, come on, <laughs> say what you want, say your goals, girl. Period. Say it out loud. Say it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Corey. That was dope. That was dope. Well, we're just going to get into it. The news segment. Of course, all of our news comes from Shadow and Act, which is a publication that focuses on black and brown creatives in the uh, entertainment industry. Like we always say, knowledge is power. So read all of the trades in the industry. Know what's going on, whether it's your deadlines, varieties, whatever it is, read it, be on it. And uh, you got to know what's going on, particularly with a deadline. They be putting all the, they be like, guess who we got on this project? Is it together? No, but we got them. And it's like, okay, we'll go off, girl. We don't know what the plot is. (laughs) We don't know know what the name of the movie is. We don't even know if it's a movie. But Meryl Streep will be in it. Oh, okay. How about that? (laughs) Right. Don't, they be, whoo, they be announcing it for all the girls. (laughs) All right. So the first article that we have here on shadow and act which i think is actually really cool because i love documentaries especially about untold stories particularly in the black and brown community so the color of cola will be the first all-black sales force um is getting a doc ex uh ex executive produced by Viola Davis. So she has her production company with her husband, um, Julius Tannon, and it's called Juve Productions. And so they will be partnering with Oscar nominated filmmaker, Stanley Nelson. And um, he will also be working with Jacqueline Olive to direct a brand new documentary. As mentioned at the top, it was the color of cola and the film, Mm -hmm. which they will co-direct will tell the inspirational story of Pepsi's all black sales force, the very first of its kind for a for any major corporation in the Jim Crow South. So we're talking about a time where 
racism was just like on brand like it's just like what we did as a nation it was just like this is what we did like it's just facts and to have this all black um sales force in the pepsi corporation to sort of highlight you know black and brown folks or even strategize to even see how they're going to sell to them um Mm. i'm excited to see how it goes and to see what kind of ways they sold to um the black community back then how they dealt with other things in the office because you know pepsi is a corporation i'm sure it was majority white Mm -hmm. during that time Mm -hmm. um if they even had were allowed to have any like growth in their careers or if their ideas were taken seriously or if there were even some campaigns that kind of stood out during that time that really like impacted the black community and of course Interesting. you know there's a whole whole thing so um yeah previously hbo was working on a scripted series about this but nothing has materialized yet so they're going to move forward with the documentary angle and i think that's going to be really really dope um the official that sound dope According to the official description, the color of cola, cola aims to elevate one such story explaining a time when corporate America did not include black professionals and the black experience was stereotypically portrayed. The extraordinary efforts of these individuals mirrored the courage of many of who fought to propel America closer to its aspirations and ideals. So I'm mm. excited for that. I love highlighting sort of stories that we never really get to see same um so yeah i'm excited for that shout out to viola davis and her husband like for producing some of the uh very cool content that we're getting now so i'm mm-hmm. i'm here for it i'm here I'm, I'm all here for it same yes ma'am all right next in the news this i, I found very interesting um yeah i see yaya so i'm interested yes <laughs> yeah. all i gotta see is the name yaya and oh. i'm like yes yeah yeah Sign me up. yes yeah yes first of all he's very fine um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i guess talent too but i'm <laughs> here for that. the symmetrical face and mm-hmm. i think there are abs involved with him so yeah, that's what's up very much yeah so talent. <laughs> <laughs> boo Looks, yeah. yeah superficial no we're playing he's actually very talented he's super talented, he's super talented. Super talented. Yeah, we're joking so he's gonna um star in the fx series adapted by blitz baza wule and um it's his book adaptation the scent of burnt flowers ip come on I mean, Hollywood wants a book. They want a podcast. They want everything. They're going to adapt anything but a screenplay. Okay. <laughs> Girl, I used to watch a lot of BoJack Horseman, and there was a joke <laughs> about uh, the Mr. Peanut Butter, who's it's a dog. Mr. Oh, I'm like, who the <laughs> you have to watch bojack i love bojack i watched like the first season and then i don't know what happened it's okay and so basically they adapted a freaking birthday card and the (laughs) show was called birthday dad and that was the ip i was like y'all are stupid but also genius let's go into the hallmark section and see what we can do right that can be a mini i see you what a poem that anniversary card it's Mm, getting limited it's hitting Mm. rom-com i see (laughs) rom-com see rom-com in your future <laughs> mm. so yes yaya is joining up um with uh blitz uh baza wule um he was a director off of black is king um uh-huh. if you don't know what black is king is it is the um project that beyonce did with uh the lion king 
and it was fucking beautiful and amazing check it out mm-hmm. and um it showcased a lot of um directors writers like dps from the continent of africa from all over so Period. really dope so he was a part of that and he has a debut novel called the scent of burnt flowers and according to deadline fx managed to win an intense bidding war for the property and will develop the book as a six episode limited series come on bidding war come on, come on bidding war okay he will uh and when i say he uh blitz will write direct and produce the series via his new production company inward gaze and Ooh, nice yes yeah yeah will also executive produce via his house uh 1110 production company so um I love it. Um, so the, we're going to describe yeah. the book and the story a little bit. So like the book, the limited series is set in the 1960s. A couple, Melvin and Bernadette, escaped America to Ghana, where they gain asylum. The com- the couple be- befriends Ghanaian musician Kwesi, uh, played by Yaya, who helps the couple keep their freedom. The series is described mm. as taking on a magical, realist perspective. So I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, I like I like stories that are on the continent. So that's going to be really dope. And Macro Television yeah. Studios will serve as a producer with uh, Charles D. King. They out here killing it. They produce everything. Right. Everything. God darn Macro save some for the rest. Okay. Of <laughs> it's like, it was truly. So um, the book will debut on June 28th, but it isn't the only big get for the author and director. Um, Blitz is also working on a musical adaptation of The Color Purple for Warner Brothers. Wow. I, and... I want to double check if that's the same one with everyone, right, like I'm Fantasia like, and Danielle and I was like and Taraji and all the girls. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it. I feel Is it like the same? It, it might like, be because I was many, like, how, how many, many ones? How many can we do? Now? <laughs> I love we now, really do. We're like, I'm like, okay, I can't be watching a new one every year. It's like we have it for the screen. You didn't see it on the screen? Fine. We have it for Broadway. If you don't like it on Broadway, we about to do an Audible podcast. If you don't like it on Audible podcast, we about to... I'm like, well, okay. It's about to be a coloring book. Okay! Children's book. No, a coloring book could never be a children's book. <laughs> Truly not. I mean, no. maybe depending on the age. No, 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 yeah, no. no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, is, mm-hmm. it is not for the children. It is not. But we love that property and really congrats to um, Blitz and Yaya for this project. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. He definitely had his book ready. It, the book ain't even released and they're like, make it into a movie now. Right, I'm, I'm like, like dang. dang. Can you let the man release his book first? I was like, dang. Let the ink dry. Right. Like, my gosh. You okay. didn't even print the copy yet. You're like, give me the manuscript. <laughs> like, people fighting over it. I'm like, right. God dang. Fighting over the manuscript. Oh. Jeez. I picture, like, a, a, a old school Jerry Springer fight with, like, head of executives, <laughs> like, throwing stuff. With tight ass uh. suits on. <laughs> As it should be. Now, that's the show I want to watch. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. So, the next piece of information in the news. So, um... The headline is The King Richard Effect, Matthew Knowles to produce the Matthew Knowles Stories film as a part of APX Capital Group merger. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a that is a mouthful. But basically, overall with the story, <laughs> and I know you go ahead and say you want to say. <laughs> okay so for context for those Sorry. of you who don't know matthew knowles is beyonce knowles's father and um he uh, yeah for a long time managed destiny's child when they were mm-hmm. first coming up 
Um, and she separated from that, particularly when she was a um, solo artist mm-hmm. and became the entity that she is now. Like, I don't even, I want to say icon musician, but like, she's like transcended human beings in general. I'm pretty sure right. she's an alien. I'm not sure she's a human being, but <laughs> we love everything that she does. She's amazing. So uh, King Richard, as you know, is the movie that came out about uh, Venus and Serena's uh, father and how he managed and uh, their career as they came up to be the goats that they are. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, period, point blank, they are the greatest of all time athletes. I could never, no one else could. I remember Serena, like, I think a little bit months after giving birth or she was pregnant and still won like yeah a torn like big ass there's title. no there's no way that i'm with i don't care which trimester semester whatever it is not semester <laughs> i'm sitting my ass right on down i'm eating all the all the food all of the food mm-hmm. i can hold down and i'm not doing anything like right. maybe working from home i might i might just quit i'm like y'all ain't got my turn this is america we ain't got my turn. i'm just done <laughs> i'm done like i don't know what we're gonna do but i know i'm not doing anything right for what and then she won something like in tennis where she has to go back and forth to hit a ball very fast like no that is that's it's shenanigans so anyways there to go but basically according to this article matthew knowles is ready for his king richard s turn to the spotlight so again king richard was the movie will smith portrayed venus and serena's father and it is up for a lot of nominations right now winning a lot of stuff yeah it's a good movie y'all should check it out it's it's really good shout out to i'm glad will smith is like winning things yes well deserved even Mm -hmm. though i forget that director that talked out of her head she she basically it was very weird we're just very weird weird. i said why would you even there was no need say you won you weirdo you won but anyways so anyways matthew knows was like i see king richard that's me i want a story like that but with Beyonce so according to Deadline the creator slash manager of Destiny's Child and father to superstar Beyonce and Solange Knowles has sold his music world entertainment group to APX Capital Group right Knowles will join Mm -hmm. the company as the board member his former company will merge with APX television and film division and the cherry on top of the deal is that one of the first projects after his merger will be a biopic about himself Title the Matthew Knowles story. So how are you gonna do a biopic about yourself? Because King Richard, the daughters, yeah, they yeah for their father because yeah. they admired their father. Their father wasn't like I'm gonna do a biopic about myself. They did that for their that father. That is very true. This man, I want to buy a biopic about myself. <laughs> like sir, he said, "Shut the fuck me. up and sit down." He said, like, "That's me." <laughs> like it's yeah it's giving exactly what i would expect from him yeah i mean i don't think he would have been if i feel like i just have a feeling that beyonce had to give the okay in order for him to even do it like maybe i don't know the legal stuff but i just feel like that that camp will shut shit down if they don't want anything right it's like nope but it's like you see it's just it's weird the humility for me yeah yeah there i mean i don't know like i, I don't know if maybe it's because i love tina Knowles, but if i had birth an entity into the world that uh, is tina, Beyonce, I Tina's, but i feel like tina wouldn't be like i want to do it about myself that's true that's true but i feel like if it was me i'm definitely having a merch line like something <laughs> something to sell to the girls i brought you beyonce i brought you beyonce oh yeah no 
kiss the, <sighs> kiss the ring. <laughs> kiss the ring or something. Mm-hmm. And Miss Cena, she's, she seems so humble. I love her little she jokes is. on Instagram. I'll be like, I love you, Miss Cena Knowles. You're so great. But yeah, so the film will follow Knowles' journey of managing Beyonce and Solange's career, including the group Destiny's Child and Solange's solo career. Now, you know, he was inspired by King Richard, as uh, this article yeah. says, mm-hmm. and oh, the well. biopic spearheaded by the tennis legends, of course, as we explained earlier. So as far as the Matthew Knowles story is concerned, uh, the deal includes uh, APX owning 10,000 hours of footage from the Knowles family, including never been seen images, music, and mm. video. Now, I know Beyonce had to clear that. Do we even know if this she cleared it? Woo! Up? I mean, see, now that's a legal question. Because maybe he owned it. Maybe it was home videos. Yeah, he said, I'm going to put whatever fuck I want out because I want to I wanna buy a pic too. Wow. And Knowles will serve as the executive producer at with Apex... Sure. Uh, Yona Witz uh, Weiselson, forgive me, Yona, um, and the rest of their team over there. So this is going to be very interesting. I want to see how it shapes up and, you know, if it if it all the way goes through, because even in Hollywood, people will start to start things and then people get involved and then mm-hmm. they take a break and then they come back. You know, anything can happen with um, development. But this is attached to a bigger, bigger deal with the companies merging. So. Mm-hmm. it's that and the beehive that i mean i'm not a part of the beehive i respect the beehive please beehive do not come after me but i just you know they are very passionate about they don't play about beyonce <laughs> they do not play do not so i think it'll be interesting to see how they react to this maybe they'll like eat up all the you know never seen before video and never seen before music maybe they'll eat it all up or maybe they'll you know take to uh the twitters and i don't know drag mr Knowles. i hope not but you know I don't know. It's giving very, uh, where's your, was it hubris? Is that the word? Because mm. it's like, you know, the yeah. Williams, they did that for their father. Yeah. Like their father came up like, I want to buy up because I made y'all who y'all are. That's facts. Like, That's and facts. I, get, I don't, you know, discredit yeah. a, a, a father's influence right. in their child's life, especially right. a black father. Right. My father was a huge influence in my life. Yeah. But my daddy would never be like, you know, I'm gonna do a biopic on myself. <laughs> I did, you know? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It like, is it's quite it's, off-putting. You have to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. All we'll I can see. say is I don't know, child. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. This will be interesting. So our last news article, let me double check, make sure. Yes, it is the last one. So our last news article, I thought it was um, feel good. And, you know, I love when I see like artists give back or go back to their hometown and kind of stay grounded. So uh, this news has Anthony Mackie buys land in his hometown of New Orleans to start a new studio. I know. It's a great city. The food. Oh, he didn't have the little accent I love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The one that the black folks there have. I love that. Yeah, they definitely do. So if you don't know Anthony Mackie, he is a Marvel star and he's a um, New Orleans native um, and he has plans for his hometown. He has been reportedly has bought 20 acres in new orleans east where he plans to start a movie studio so according to their um local paper nola.com the actor closed a deal last friday on the purchase of the land um Mm. and mackie who trained initially at the new orleans center of creative arts has officially said that it's too premature to discuss specifics of the deal several people Uh involved in month in the months-long negotiation for the land have revealed mackie's intent which is established 
which is to establish, excuse me, a movie studio for his new production company, East Studios LLC. So I think that's really dope. Um, You know, New Orleans is known for a lot of productions right now because I think of the tax taxes that give tax credits to people who come through and there's different states and state cities that do that a lot. I think Chicago is one of them. First of all, Chicago got a whole NBC lineup of shows just based on a city. I'm like, Mm -hmm. dang, y'all got all the, um, all the um workers the essential workers someone's like oh you want an ambulance story girl we got you oh you want them i'm like all chicago okay go off i'm not mad at you um so yeah there's different places and new orleans is one of those and it's been hit by um especially with the covid you know covid pandemic um but now that everything's easing up more shows and movies are expected to ramp up and have production in new orleans so yeah i love it i think it's a strategic move of course anytime a city has ways of you know bringing in income it'll be better for the city um hopefully it'll go to the people (laughs) you know it's that (laughs) you know that's another political podcast but you know i'm excited for it you know just like um when Tyler Perry opened up his studios in, um, I'm very happy for him. Yeah, in Atlanta, I think this would be great for New Orleans. It's a great city, and uh, yeah, Anthony Mackie, go off. We don't know again. They don't. We don't know the specifics, but that's the plan, and I think that's super dope. Yeah, the people who negotiated the land put this out. Like, why y'all put people business out? <laughs> they ain't let him say it. Bro. Yes, they definitely. They want to lock it down. That's what they. I think that's what they trying to do. They, they said, "Hey, this happening." <laughs> You didn't hear it from us. Right. But we did. <laughs> we did, though. Because Anthony Mack can't tell us yet. It's quoted. You quoted yeah, here. It, yeah. <laughs> they, they're probably getting uh, somehow interviewing them. They didn't know <laughs> that it was on record. Oh, but that's my gosh. Dope. Yeah. It's really we dope. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the uh, actually, the article reports that the state's motion picture production tax credit gives film productions a tax credit as much as 40% on quality spending in the state up to 150 million, including payroll for both local and out of state labor. So that's why people are like, well, let me go ahead and, um, well, let's go on down. Let's go on to the French Quarter and set up this uh, <laughs> set up this production. Cause right, right. If that's what you go do, let's go. And films are expensive to make, mm-hmm. so that is a great incentive. And a lot of cities in in certain states are doing that. So shout out to okay. them. I hope it goes through, and I hope Anthony Mackie can like really establish something in his hometown and like really uh, create some dope shit. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm sure he will. Yes. I have no doubt about it. Yeah. All right, so we can go straight into main segment let's we do have it. a screencraft article from the ken miyamoto we love you ken we love you ken <laughs> that we're gonna he's like shut the fuck up he don't even <laughs> he don't even know <laughs> that we stan him yep our, our love runs deep i hope he knows that he has stands yeah anyways <laughs> so um the tyler perry of screencraft mm-hmm. has put out another <laughs> another article i mean this is from last year but still still relevant Mm -hmm. um talking about screenwriting processes something i still have not (laughs) (laughs) have that down the fuck out yeah but he's gonna give you guys some tips and then we'll chime in and say you know if we agree or not Mm -hmm. so basically he said you know 
Um, every screenwriter has a, a writing process that yep. involves structure mm-hmm. and discipline. Whew. Okay, the two things that you need to literally do anything Truly. that requires anything in this world. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a diet, he says, mm-hmm. right? So no single diet works for everyone. Very true. Yep. And you know, basically, no uh, screenwriting process. You know, single screenwriting process works for everyone. Yeah. So you literally have to come up with your own type of um process yeah it has to be disciplined has to be structured mm-hmm. um and you know it, in your process you're gonna have to do things you don't want to do yeah you ain't gonna want to write but you have to do it yeah it's like you only want to go to the gym but you gonna have to go to you that gym do it. okay if you want to have a hot girl summer mm. um you can't <laughs> eat what you want to eat on your on your, your diet yep. you know and it's just you have to do things that you don't want to do in your process mm-hmm. and you have to kind of include that and be mindful and cognizant of that yeah you know, when you're creating your your process. Mm-hmm. So the first tip for him is to pick the brains of the pundits, the gurus, and the Hollywood insiders. Well, so you need to research your craft. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, I don't know why people would get into anything without researching True. and seeing what people are doing in Be that. surprised, child. In that, yeah. They need to jump in. Like, oh, yeah. no. Yep. And then when you do so, you need to cast a wide net as mm-hmm. opposed to following the directives of a single person that you like or admire. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yep. So you have to take little things from different people that you admire who are doing what you're doing and then figure out what works for you. So I, I agree with that. Yeah, I well. do too. That's what I did when I you know, started getting into this business like five years ago mm-hmm. was taking little bits of different people that I admired and figuring out what worked for me. Right. So then he goes in to talk about Say the Cat, which y'all all know. A generation of y'all use that book and it's beat cheat for your screenwriting process. But however, you know, it the the proven practices in that book can be easily disproven. Right. Which I agree with. I mm-hmm. didn't really vibe with Save the Cat, but yeah. I know a lot of y'all did. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying, he's reiterating that no single diet works for everyone. Mm-hmm. So in your journey, you should be reading and ingesting as many articles yeah. like this one books and interviews as you can and yep. just soaking up all the different knowledge from all the different peeps mm-hmm. so that you can start to hone um in on what your process might look like yep so some authorities that you could look to for advice are um, from the studio development department mm-hmm. People who work in the indie space yeah. never count out the indies. Oh, indies yeah. Are, They'll are, come through. Yeah. yeah. They always going to come through and get a big ass award. So okay. don't play with them. Yeah. And also the successful Hollywood screenwriters, you know, like Sorkin. Yeah. Like who the fuck? I can't. I'm um, Ava DuVernay. Ava. Yeah. You know, all the all the big gals. Yeah. Spielberg. Spielberg like, yeah. All, all those people. Mm-hmm. And it's not about finding a process within that bunch that you implement 100%. It's more about cherry picking, which is exactly what i said earlier mm-hmm. i'm ahead of you ken i'm ahead of you on that one that's exactly what i just said yeah. cherry picking what resonates with you yeah. best so you may like how one of them process how one of their process handles story and character development but the rest is for the birds okay. <laughs> come on ken come on ken for the, the phrases we love this man okay <laughs> and then you may dislike most of what you read in one book but you find a single nugget of wisdom that resonates with your style mm-hmm. so you know, like I said, it's cherry picking and picking and finding and choosing what works for you. Yeah. So what screenwriting books should you read? He said, read all the most. <laughs> all the books. Read all the most. Find what resonates with you the most and then create your own hybrid. Oh, I love hybrids. Yeah. So yeah, that's the first tip is basically 
doing the work yeah um of of learning teaching and research research yeah. research uh, do the freaking work yep ask him right get off your fucking ass and <laughs> nobody seems like they want to work nowadays nobody seems like they want to work so get off your fucking ass and work <laughs> bitch okay and be born rich that also helps um so yeah do that <laughs> and then <laughs> step number two is do your future self a favor by training to write like a pro Woo. okay <laughs> all right don't be yelling at me uh, you don't, don't have to get like in my that. business like that right. like don't like that my god this is yeah Ugh. basically learning how to write under strict deadlines yep. um which i sometimes i've kind of implemented that and then fell the fuck off but me you know the standard too. contract for a future screenwriting assignment will generally stipulate that the writer will have just 10 to 12 weeks to finish the first draft oh that's that's not bad that's not bad that's but not bad. you also gotta focus though right you also gotta focus yeah that means you can have less than three months to write a script from beginning to end and here's the other rub if what you <laughs> if what you hand in isn't up to par with their expectations you can and will be replaced quickly Ooh, okay? cut throat so that first draft has to be the shit. And he didn't say that, but I mm-hmm. said that. And you have to learn to write a giant, a great a giant. My, well, what am I seeing these days? Listen, you have to learn to write a great draft within yeah. three months, a draft that is equivalent of what you would deem a final draft in your regular spec screenplay process, writing mm-hmm. by yourself under no contract deadlines. And it could feel like a giant, a giant undertaking yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my God, Jesus. So to put this into an even more specific professional perspective, know that the general feature contract you'll be given will stipulate various stages of payment. Okay. So you've been offered X amount. Don't get too excited because that contract amount splits into draft levels. Yep. Period. Let mm-hmm. him know. Okay. And then he goes into a breakdown of a contract payment based yeah. on the WGA signatory company. Super helpful. Yeah. It is helpful. But um, if you're if you're just learning how to do a process, you don't mm-hmm. really need to know that. So yeah. Well, that. you might have to, um, some people, I think they work with WGA writers. So there's a whole process to get into the WGA and how they break down what you can get paid and what you cannot get paid for. So, um, but I think if you're not, it still yeah. gives you a good understanding of what you could get paid essentially in this. So you don't like, under negotiate yourself in a way mm-hmm. um you may have to because they might be like you're not wga so it's like you're right you're a freelance writer so we're gonna do it a little bit lower but at least it gives you like a little bit of an understanding they even got story of a treatment like they even have like first draft second draft breakdown so yeah but what i'm saying is it doesn't really go with what the article is about like right. it's about your process right but it is important to know but I mean, mm-hmm. now we're getting off. Off. Now he's going into other things. Can can't go back. We're coming back to learning how your process. So I think he yeah. included this in terms of knowing the different breakdowns. Yeah. Of like for your timelines that you're creating for yourself, even if you're not actually doing it. Yeah. So even if you're not doing this for money. Yeah. This is teaching you the different timelines that you have mm-hmm. for you to create for yourself for deadlines. hundred percent. Which who child, like I see, is very, very hard. Especially yeah. for people who aren't doing this full yeah. time. They have a job. They got 
yeah chillings yeah and you're developing your own project like it's a different type of timeline when you have somebody that's like okay 10 to 12 weeks girl you're like ooh, i've been working on my project for two to three years now (laughs) they're like that's cute so with this (laughs) yeah they yeah yeah girl yeah so so it's a good you know tip to say to give yourself these professional deadlines but for final drafts rewrites so he's saying first drafts 10 12 weeks yeah for final drafts rewrites and polishes if you are he said if with a capital if Mm. you are retained for those giving y'all expectations Mm -hmm. the deadlines generally drop to just two weeks for each yeah so needless to say you have to learn to write under such deadlines the days of taking four to five to six months or beyond Mm. what judith just said Mm -hmm. to finish that script need to be over right now Mm -hmm. as you read this if (laughs) he said stop that if stop that you want to train yourself to be a professional Mm -hmm. screenwriter so you can't simply wait to be in that position expect to learn by trial by fire Mm. once you fail under that pressure child the bridge he's getting all metaphorical right he really the bridge you've worked so hard to build will be burnt jesus and your reputation for other potential jobs will falter Okay, it's giving high stakes. Yes. So start creating getting hot. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God. Hey. So start creating whatever <laughs> development writing process you need to get that first draft done in no more than three months, and then just one or two additional drafts within two weeks for each. That's great advice. Yeah, I think that's good advice because I know with me, I can go on forever and be rewriting. It's like, okay, you just now you just change your articles. Like right. the and a still need to be in there. Just you're done now. You know. So I think it's good to like have those deadlines and to practice before you get hired right because right. the goal is we're all gonna get hired they're gonna have these deadlines so it's like okay even if you like feel overwhelmed you at least know that you've mm-hmm. done this before in this time and you know that you can do it so it adds to your confidence and adds to your like skill set so i think i right. think that's good advice yeah it's really actually really good advice mm-hmm. so thanks for that that's something we can all implement is uh Child. act like you are you doing it fake it till you make it bitch mm-hmm. and figure it the fuck out so <laughs> and make yeah. sure you know that you're giving yourself you know these deadlines because it helps with discipline yeah 100 percent. because like i said it's easy to get off track keep yourself on track because no one else is going to keep you on track but you Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. last tip he said adapt your screenwriting process to every script that you take on so changing your writing process with every story you write will help you um avoid complacency avoid boredom and create a diverse understanding of the craft you need to be successful as a professional writer so he has a quote from margaret atwood famous author of hands may tell and its best-selling sequel the testament and she spoke with entertainment weekly about her writing process and she said here's a deep dark secret that i'm going to share with you everybody who goes on about the writing process is probably just making it up because you can't actually remember that much about how you wrote things yeah that's true unless you're a much better organized person than i am (laughs) my process is skiing down a hill when you're skiing down a hill i don't ski sis you're trying not to fall over and you're making a lot of unconscious decisions automatically you're not thinking about them because if you do you will fall over okay so she's like just do it yeah so just ski just jump on down that hill ski (laughs) just make sure you don't die yeah and if you get to the bottom go ahead and sell the show go ahead right. and sell, go ahead and give them the script yeah just give it over i do love the um uh, what's the word the transparency mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she, she said girl these hoes lying out here in these streets nobody knows what they're doing just they don't. <laughs> just go down that hill <laughs> yeah and, Very and he real. said that is the sole reason you should change your screening process every time you start 
a, a new, new story. Mm. Um, to, to now I'm talking about complacency. When you're comfortable, mm-hmm. you're complacent, and when you're overly complacent, you're not challenging those creative muscles. Yeah. Okay? Very true. A bodybuilder doesn't perform the same few exercises each and every day. Why? Yeah. Because muscles conform to movement. That's why you got to change. You got to switch it. You hit that plateau. Good, good. Yeah. Good Good analogy. Because yeah, you got to change your workout routine just the same way you got to change your process Mm -hmm. for each of the, um, products that you're working for so mm-hmm. with your process changing the process can mean writing a different location having different you know stimuli mm-hmm. um you know just switching writing different genres yeah. not being complacent yeah because people like say stay in your lane but i don't never i've never Mm-mm. believed in that advice Mm-mm. um i always believe in writing whatever the fuck you want to. yeah yeah <laughs> right. um yeah so I don't ever believe in that advice. Yep. But, you know, like I said, write a new location, which, you know, but you got to be tactful about the locations yeah. that you're choosing to write in. Not something that's too crazy, mm-hmm. but something that's just a little bit different. So if you write in the same room, change your desk somewhere else. Yeah. If you have the space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go to a library instead. Yeah. You know, yeah. met, not the Starbucks child. The Starbucks be too much <laughs> going on. If you can do that. Yeah. Right at a park. You yeah. Know, parks yeah. usually don't be super loud. Yeah. Um, change the stimuli. So if you write to music, change the music that you listen to yeah. for this new project. Just find little things about your process that you can change, tweak as you do new uh, projects so yeah. that you're not doing the same shit yeah because if you do the same shit you get the same shit and we don't want the same shit each time okay we need new shit um and then to avoid boredom so it can be intimidating to think about changing your Mm. process but it's necessary yeah because you just don't want to get bored so to conceive develop and write a compelling and engaging story you need energy and excitement yeah yeah the energy enthusiasm translate through the material to the reader audience now that's true that's facts not as true. Yeah. Any script reader or publisher can feel when a writer is or is not passionate about what they're writing. Right. And if there's no passion present, no risk taken, no energy evident in between the lines, your story isn't going to generate much interest. It's mm-hmm. going to feel like a paint by numbers effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, paint by numbers. Yeah. Changing your writing process will keep you excited about writing. It will challenge you in many different ways. If you're used to a lot of outlining, imagine the thrill of mm. going to a story with little no preparation. Yeah. Which I love. If you're <laughs> used to a lot of research, consider taking a bear bones approach or think about focusing on a more personal story that doesn't require the outside information that research provides period mm-hmm. if you're used to going in with all the hard questions about your stories and characters answered picture what it would feel like to discover those answers organically while writing and yes if you never outline research or figure out where your stories maybe it's time to consider putting in the extra work to help focus your stories and characters more yep you talking to me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So boredom will kill your creativity. You never want to think of writing as a job where you arrive at the same assembly line, clock in, mm-hmm. perform the same tasks you do day in and day out, and then clock out afterward, only to repeat the same pattern every writing day that you have. That's not what writing is about. Change your writing process within every story, and you'll see the difference in how you feel, how the work translates to the reader or the audience. All right. Period. Mm-hmm. So he said to create a diverse understanding of the craft um you know you have different stories call for different tools and practices so if you're a novelist deadlines will vary it's true Mm -hmm. and the demands of your writing process will change once publishers take notice and prepare you for that industry right if you're a screenwriter writing assignments are the bread and butter of your career you will need to be able to adjust to many different producing and directing personalities 
Yep. And yeah. some will need quick free writes on the fly. Others will want to meticulously break down every word that you write and how you write it. Ugh. So when you change your process with every story, you build a diverse tool set that you can bring to any situation. So if a publisher producer sees that you can adapt to any given deadline, constraint, or collaboration, your stock as a dependable writer will only go up. Yeah. So creating your process is a must. You yeah. can't rely on others because they are not you. <laughs> well, okay, so find your Big own facts. process mm-hmm. and journey. Yeah. And Ken is out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything he said. Yeah, you know what as I mean? Always. Like, Correct. he's not wrong. Um, yeah. And as a um, Virgo who likes to clock in it in and out at the same time, all the time, because I like that structure. It's the discipline part for me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's like you got to you got to keep at it. You yeah. got to keep at it. So, yeah, I think that's he's not wrong. Um, and he was definitely talking to me. Speak it to me, honey. Got me he all. He was spitting them, them little facts. Big facts. Okay. Big facts. Actually, yeah, them big facts. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, you just got to. Yeah. You got to just get it together. <laughs> yeah. And nobody can tell yeah. your story like you can tell your story. Right. You know what I mean? Or the story you want to tell. Like everybody, there are people who like, the, we were just talking about the color purple earlier, like different, mm-hmm. there've been different versions on Broadway on, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're all different people taking on this story in a different way. So it's different like. Different strokes for different folks. That's right. That's Where right. Where did that phrase come from? Was it a TV different show? strokes. I mean, there was a, tv show i think called different strokes for different folks meaning origin okay (laughs) here we go on the case okay it's from the late 20th century meaning that okay i know what it means but who Who decided that that strokes are for folks (laughs) we'll get into it later (laughs) we'll get into it later yes anyways (laughs) funny but yeah thank you for that um main segment thank you ken and thank Mm -hmm. you to Corey for breaking it down because yeah, all I heard were facts, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all I got was together. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely got got me all the way together. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So with that, we're just gonna go into the last segment with niggas you should know. Um, we mentioned um this nigga earlier on. He is going back to New Orleans to Period. hopefully, you know, buy some land, set up a production company. So um, shout out to Anthony Mackey, amazing actor. Um, we mm-hmm. first knew of him um, in the drama. I don't know if y'all remember Eight Mile. Um, <laughs> and he was definitely Eight Mile. Oh, I guys. love that movie. I loved it so much. Um, oh my gosh. But he was the guy that was against. Um, uh, the Eminem, yeah, or Rabbit, something Rabbit. His that was name his was name. Rabbit in the movie. B Rabbit, that was his name. B Rabbit, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Oh, the early odds. Um, that was in two thousand two. Uh, shout out to my high school graduation. Yeah, it was oh, epic. But um, he's gone on to so so many other things. Um, he appeared in the Manchurian Candidate, a Million Dollar Baby, mm-hmm. Half Nelson, like the Hurt Lot, like all the things. Tupac. He's been in all. He portrayed yeah. Tupac in Notorious in two thousand nine. Like he's been in all the things, and now he has the nerve to be with the Marvel girls over at Disney. Um, I believe what, he's Falcon. Lord help me. He's I the can't... Falcon. Yeah. Okay, good. Woo. 
there's so many superheroes now because everything them blew up but yes he is the the winter soldier yep sebastian yes he do yes he do and that um i think the miniseries came out on disney plus last year 2021 and that's done um incredible um he's also been in period pieces like detroit um the hate Mm. you give Mm. he's been in the sci-fi so he's giving us range he's Mm -hmm. he's done it all and um it's exciting to see what he's gonna do next um he's definitely a list and um i can't wait to see how um yeah how he brings all his creativity back to new orleans and build his hopefully his business up but we'll see you know it's too early to say but i think it's dope that he's going back to new orleans and buying land and trying Mm -hmm. to like really build something there so shout out to you anthony mackie i mean you're already doing the damn thing um, can't wait to see more of your career. And uh, yeah, he is our nigga. You should know. Period. You should definitely know, Anthony, if you don't already. I don't know how you wouldn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Seeing as the range, seeing as the, you know, longevity of the Truly. career. Truly. But in case, just get it together. <laughs> get it together, child. Truly. Anthony Mackey is the one. Yep. Okay. And that's the end that is of all. the episode. That is episode it. 105. 105 yeah. yeah 105 we hope y'all learned something yes we hope you know you know we hope that you guys watch the matthew knowles story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes we'll see how it goes <laughs> and y'all definitely better watch the color of cola oh yeah if that's gonna watch be dope. Nothing, watch the color of cola yeah and also just anything with y'all y'all mm-hmm. i mean duh <laughs> this is like anything with yaya please watch mm-hmm. and then uh tense town team all the things yes as usual do all the stuff that yep. the girls do mm-hmm. these days that the kids are doing the <laughs> likes the yeah uh, i'll just do all that yeah and uh like yeah. subscribe loves you know shout outs whatever whatever mm-hmm. y'all doing now whatever y'all doing now do it okay mm-hmm. and uh yeah that's the end of the episode we'll see y'all next week all right bye bye guys And that's on period. Network. <laughs>